Hi, I'm Lauren Dimmitt-Waters. Hi, I'm Alyssa Chapman. We're two New York City bloggers and influencers who have been covering beauty, fashion, and family life for what seems like forever. But now we're two women in midlife who want to discover all the secrets to growing younger. We're ready to explore topics that deal with health and anti-aging, especially when it comes to beauty, fashion, lifestyle, wellness, and longevity. We'll unearth what works and what you shouldn't waste your money on. Even if it's crazy, we'll hunt down the latest and greatest to help us all get through this journey with a little humor. And a lot of moxie. We want to keep fighting that fight so we can grow old ungracefully. So welcome to Beauty is a Bitch. Hey, everyone. It's Lauren with Fountain of 30. And Melissa with the Staten Island Family.com. How you guys doing today? Hey, listen, we want to talk about something first and foremost before we get started on this podcast, this episode. But we are trying something new today and we are recording uh, remotely. So I am recording uh, from my office and Melissa is recording from hers. And so we want to just get that out there up front in case there's any issues. And we were testing this out to see how we do. All right. If you hear, you know, dogs barking or phones ringing, please excuse it. (laughs) <laughs> it's just we're, we're just trying. We'll see if, if you guys hate it. We'll never do it again. So exactly. you have to give us your feedback. Let us know if this is just the worst thing ever. But can we please? Our whole Beauty is a Bitch podcast is about growing older gracefully, not, you know, being an age disruptor. Yep. And we would be remiss if we did not talk about the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, my God. Everybody and their brother, well, and their brothers. And their grandmother. Grandmothers have opinions about this, and it's all over the board. I mean, it is. I mean, I actually posted. I said it was like fan freaking tastic. The halftime show was owned by two women over forty. When have you seen one of which was uh, fifty? Right, right. (laughs) Amazing. Now you know. I I just want to say first, for my opinion. Okay. Um, I I didn't care for it uh, only because um, I shouldn't say that. Uh, how can I say this? Okay, just say it. I'm not a fan of J-Lo's music. Oh, 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 oh. Can I just please say this too? Since you're saying that, I, I was like terrified to actually say it. But I mean, she's not a singer. No, she's a dancer. No. Okay. I mean, she is a performer. She's a she's performer. not a singer. But you know... Uh, the the fact of the matter is, is I, I can't remember a halftime show that I thought was great. Maybe Beyonce was pretty darn good. Right. Um, she's a voice. Right. She's a voice. She's a voice. I thought she was pretty awesome. You know, uh, I, I, I'm not a fan of J-Lo's music. So because her because she doesn't have like a good I mean, you, I felt like she was struggling on a lot of those notes. Well, that I just think her music kind of stinks. I mean, that's my opinion. I, you know, it's not my taste in music. I like rock. I like, you know, my own taste. It's not mine. But Shakira, Shakira can sing. Okay. Shakira can sing. Totally. Um, I was, you know, amazed. I, I, I mean, it wasn't my scene. It's not like my kind of the way I would. But I was I was so happy for them. Like I was just watching it in utter amazement. Now, did I want my my eight, my 10 year old boys to watch it? Probably not. But that's that's me. And I don't fault anybody. You know, I, I just don't judge. So what can I do? Right. Well, well, for me personally, I think JLo is the consummate performer. Totally. I don't think she's a, I don't I don't think her voice is necessarily her greatest attribute. No, 
But that woman can dance and she can command the stage. And I mean, so you kind of, yes, you kind of like forgive her lack of like real vocal. Listen, I remember when she was a fly girl on In Living Color. So, yes, yes. J-Lo and and I go way back. (laughs) But and and, I mean, and she's like, she's doing acrobatics that you don't imagine like a woman over 50 could do with the precision of like a woman in her early 20s. That's how I, uh, I felt. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't even imagine a, a 30-year-old woman doing what she did. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was so skillful. It was, and, it was, it was amazing. But what did you, here's what bothers me, though, is that we, ourselves included, but we are all talking about how amazing she was because of her age. I know, and, I and, know, you're right. You know, right. I, and right. I want that to become, I understand this is sort of new, people are shocked. But this needs to be the norm, the norm. Right. Right. It shouldn't be like the, the this should become the standard that Correct. all women should be considered sexy and hot and still, you know, dipping it and doing it after they're 50. Uh, totally. And, you know, I, I posted um, on our Facebook group, Growing Younger, I posted an article that was like, 50 is sexy. Hello. Like, where have you been? And right. well, 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 it was really funny, though. What I thought was hysterical was the side by side of of Rue McClanahan, who was like the sexy 50 in like the 80s versus J-Lo, who's the sexy 50 of 2020. Well, and people got very upset about that. Well, you know, the thing is, though, is like they both look good. It was just a different time. And I think that we have come so far, not just with, you know, plastic surgery and, and injectables and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's definitely since 1985 that's improved but we've also just come so far and and changing like what the perception of age to be i mean i remember my mom telling me when she turned 40 like her friends when they turned 40 they all cut their hair yes you know it was like 40 was when you could i don't want to say give up but you could just sort of sit back and relax a bit and and my (laughs) mom my mom didn't even subscribe to that back then and that was in the 80s or 80s yeah, yeah. uh you know so go on, go on. i don't i don't see that you have to do that and i don't think there are any rules at 50 i'm gonna wear my hair long at 60 i'm gonna wear my hair long if i feel like it and i'm gonna rock you know leather pants as long as i can my leather jacket i mean i i don't think that your age should define how you look and feel about yourself. Right. I, I absolutely agree. And that's why, to me, I feel like this, this big brouhaha over the halftime show and women over 50 showing that they're still sexual beings and can still perform feats, you know, performed by younger women. I think it just pushes us forward in the conversation of, of disrupting the, this ageism because it's, it's, it's everywhere. Totally. And I love that, that, J-Lo and Shakira basically detonated a bomb on this whole thing. It's great. <laughs> they did. That's exactly what they did. But not a lot of women are happy. I think a lot of women are um, feel that after a certain age, especially if you are a mom, forget if you're single, just if you're a mom, like you, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be sexy. You should oh, like, that. You, hey, where does the so term many come that from? Feels that come on. Right. But, but that's salacious. And, See, I, I'm I'm all about this salacious. I'm about owning it for whatever you want. Correct. Like, I agree. I, I agree I, with you a hundred percent. 
but but there were a lot. And, and truthfully, my son watched the he watched the Super Bowl halftime show, and I thought it was great. I, I want him to see. I don't want to shield him from that. I want him to see women, you know, going just flying Strong into women. their fifties. Yes, Strong women that and own, I didn't you see know, it as like yeah, I didn't see it as like crotch shots or half naked women. I saw it as like women who were like just the top of their game of a certain age, showing that age is really just a number. If you work hard enough and, and obviously, okay, obviously let, let's also talk about this for a second. Can you have a JLo body at 50 years old? Well, clearly Pop- you can. She just proved it. <laughs> right, right. But let's also remember that she has a lot of discretionary income. And oh, this is her sure. job. For her sure. job is to look good. So who knows how many old therapy sessions, Botox sessions, uh, M-sculpt sessions she has, you know, on, oh my on God, a monthly Let's basis. talk about supplements she's taking and right, workout. She's right. probably working out constantly. Uh, probably has a, a chef a that chef, is with her right. constantly. You know, yeah. I mean, because I, I mean, it's a job. It, it, let's not discount the fact that it is a job to maintain your weight and your appearance and all of that after a certain age. Oh, yeah, definitely. It gets harder for sure. I mean, I'm seeing a big difference from even when I turned 40 to now, um, you know, and I think most women, if they're honest with themselves, they know in their head, like what age they were when things started to change. And it's almost like you can, some of it's slow, but a progression, but some of it, it's almost like, boom, you just like, well, I think of like, I've been seeing this meme all over the place with a guy in a hospital bed um, with, you know, like a bandage around his head. And he's saying, I just told my wife that, look, she's 50 and look what she looks like in <laughs> reference to the in reference to the Super Bowl halftime show and the women performing. And I feel like I think a lot of women are they're mad about it because they're like, do I want to put in the work? You know, how, I think how you much just, of it is money. You just nailed it on the head. Do I want to I put think- in the, like 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 you were saying before you were saying how. You could sit back at a certain age when you were 40 years ago. Maybe some women just are like, I want to sit back. I don't want these women now making me feel like I have to work. But that's their own internal struggle. Like, you know, if you I think some women are probably upset about it because this is like a they're having like a oh, my God moment, you know, right. right. Like like a midlife crisis. OMG, like these women are 50. I'm 50 and I don't even have any of this going on in my life. But but see, I think the takeaway from that is instead of being like angry about it and then being passive aggressive with your comments about it, that you should just use that as some as an empowering moment and do something about it. Right. As a light bulb moment. Exactly. It should be a light bulb moment. Exactly. Like this this bomb detonation should be like a light bulb empowering moment just surging through women over 50. Agreed. Seriously, that, that's what I feel like. It should start like a revolution. Well, I think Wait, I think it yeah. is. I think that you and I know this. We, we've been jumping up and down about being a middle-aged disruptor. And, you know, I went to a conference, uh, a health summit uh, a week and a half ago. And one of the topics was just how this market, our market, is finally being recognized slowly but surely which is something i've been jumping up and down about we're finally being recognized as being uh you know something of 
for marketers and companies to focus on. And we've been ignored. We've been put on the back burner for millennials. And I think they're finally seeing that there are a lot of people entering middle age a lot. Right. And, right. And, and it's not reflected in a lot of the consumerism. Nope. And the commercials. No, I can't relate. You go to a store. No, I can't relate at all. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping uh, and, you know, signs are slowly pointing towards and I think enough of us make enough noise. We can help change this narrative and be more of a voice and have more of a voice and be recognized as being a powerful group. But we all have to kind of form an army, if so to speak. To do I this. think that. Right. But the problem is that I just see even in our group, that one post that I posted in Growing Younger about how I was so empowered by them, there was a lot of pushback on it. Women saying that this, that these women, you know, took us back generations. It was embarrassing. It was insulting. It wasn't empowering. Yep. And, and they fueled a lot. A lot of that was fueled by the sexual overtones of their performances. I mean. To me, it's like it says, I'm a woman of a certain age, but I also am a sexual being. And just because you turn a certain age doesn't mean that you can't be sexy. Well, I wonder I wonder what these same women would have said if it was a 25 year old up there. I oh, my God, you're right. Performing. I I just thought of that, that, you know, and would that have been a different? I don't know. I mean, I'm putting it out there. I don't know. Would people still be up in arms? And, you know, I. I get it. I, but I think you could flip this around and, you know, say to your sons, like we just said, like, these are powerful women. You need to respect women. I didn't think it was, it was a little sexual. And some of that was camera angles too. I mean, I'm sure JLo didn't say, or maybe she did, but I doubt it. Like, Hey, make sure you get a shot of my crotch, (laughs) you know, like, she was up there doing okay, her thing. Wait, and however, they the, filmed it is how they filmed it. Yeah. But in the same sentence, let's not forget that. And everyone's showing these memes, too, of Adam Levine. They were showing him ripping his shirt off, massaging his pecs like his was just as sexual. Like, why is his sexuality and him owning his sexuality allowed? But these women were not allowed to own their sexuality. Completely, completely. He, I and agree. he's a father, I, too. I agree. It's say, so hypocritical. Right. Because you could say also, well. These women, they're mothers, they're older. Adam Levine is a father. Yeah. Father of girls. Exactly. There's no doubt. So, you know, it definitely is a double standard. Totally. I want to just go back to the the marketer stuff. You know, I I really, I really do have a hard time shopping for clothes. I have to be honest. Yeah. I don't feel like there's any stores for me because I can't really shop in Forever 21. Well, no, that's not where you should be going. That is not a store for you. And I'm not shopping at like Lane Bryant or um, well, Lane Bryant's Cold for, Water Creek. Cold Water Creek. I don't even. <laughs> those aren't your stores, then. I I think right. that I think that there's a lot. I'm gonna have to take you shopping. Yeah, um, I I feel like it's it's very hard. And also, I never really fit into that. Um, you know that older like conservative. Um, like LL Bean mom yeah, but neither or do I. mom. Right. I don't. So, I shop. So what are your favorite stores to shop at that are like, like that's that are kind of sexy, but not like overtly, you know, sexual. Well, you know, I'm asked that question a lot. Frankly, I, 
you know, and I think it depends on how much you're willing to spend. Um, Mm -hmm. I love shopping at Nordstrom. I've heard Nordstrom is really good because they have all these different departments. So, you know, I even have bought some stuff from BP, which is really for, you know, teens. But if you go through there, not teens, but, you know, like whatever. uh, Well, teens and and younger. uh, And I have bought a couple, mostly tops and whatnot. Um, And then there's the designer department and then there's this department and that department. And so I really find that pretty much if I only had a shop in one place, that would probably be it. However, uh, I do shop a lot at H&M. I don't want to say a lot. I'm saying it's a good price point and for trendy things that I know I'm probably not going to wear more than a season or two. That's where I would go to get something that's a little more trendy that you can work into your everyday wardrobe. I call it, you know, your capsule wardrobe. So the basics. Right. And right. Uh, we all need good basics. Pardon me? We all need good basics. Oh, for sure. That's... And that's where I think if you're going to invest money, that's where you should invest money. Another store I love is Zara. Love it. Um, you know, and I'm, these are these are and, the and those more... are all reasonably priced stores. Yes. They're not like super expensive. See, I'm all about and we've talked about this before. I'm all about high low dressing. So I think if you spend money uh, investment pieces more on the capsule collection, the, the staples. Uh, then you can add bits and pieces that are not as expensive to kind of update it. And then you move those in and out of your closet as they uh, go out of style. Now, I realize that I'm probably angering people that are into being a little bit more uh, conscious about their clothing. And H&M does not reflect that. But I will say that I do have some H&M pieces that I thought were only going to last a season or two. And I've had them in there for years. So you mean like the fast fashion? Yeah. I mean, the, like you know, it's disposable fashion. clothing, which is like right. such a horrible right. thing to say. And I know people are right. becoming a lot more uh, thoughtful about how they buy and wear clothes. And I, I love that. Mm-hmm. But let's not kid ourselves. Sometimes nothing makes you feel better than putting on something new that you love. That's 100 percent true. Now, I also want to talk about um, this whole idea of, you know, what are the anti-aging things that these two, you know, show stopping halftime show women are doing? Like can women that don't have discretionary income, like should they, you know, should they invest in Botox once, you know, once every six months? And you know what I say? Yes, absolutely. Yes, you should. I think, you know, listen, what? That, that Botox will will serve you better than like a dozen creams. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm really saying. Really like, what I think. Figure out how to spend your money. Like start a Botox fund if you have to. You know what I mean? Like I love that. Start start putting a like instead of buying yourself, you know, your your six dollar coffee at your local coffee shop that's charges a ton. Put that money, make coffee at home and put that money away. Because the truth is, is that I know so many women who are getting like little procedures here and there. And, and you and it's not out of the realm of the regular average working woman. Right. If you think about if you think about things you spend your money on, like Starbucks coffee or going out to eat or an expensive piece of clothing. The truth is, is if that you don't feel good about the way you look, 
none of that's going to make you feel better. Absolutely. And, ding, and, ding, ding. and I, let me tell you, like, yeah, the thing that I find about when I get Botox and I don't overdo it by, by any means, unfortunately, I metabolize through it very quickly, um, is that it also helps prevent future wrinkles. Yes. That, that's what people don't seem to realize that the, that I actually had a doctor who had been doing it. Well, this is, I mean, obviously we can't do it next. We're older, but she had been doing it since her late twenties. Right. She says to me, she only gets it done once every six months because her, her muscles are already trained yep. not to make those frown lines. So you're actually investing in your face exactly. with these procedures. It's not like a one and done thing. Correct. Everything you do is building the foundation. So yep. that you don't get to a point where you're so disgusted and you feel so horrible about the way that you look in the mirror. And, 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 and I'm not even saying, oh, do Botox. But f- I guess find the procedure, find the doctor that can work with you and help you. Yeah, because it, it, it's really important that you look in the mirror and you like what you see. Yes. You know? And I'm not just saying even when you look in the mirror, you like what you see physically. It's also like internally. You need to look in the mirror and like yourself. We definitely need to be realistic about aging. Yeah. I think we have to take into consideration our age. And when we're starting, I remember when my mother was still alive, God rest her soul. She, she was the type that used, used that old fashioned Hollywood tape where they pulled your skin back with right. like actual like tape. And she desperately wanted me to get her um, like a facelift. But Every doctor that I took her to said, your skin is just too far gone. Like it, you would need like a major, like you couldn't do anything non-invasive. Right. So I think you have to be realistic about where you're starting in your anti-aging journey. You know, if you, if you haven't done anything preventative, it's probably going to be harder for you to get to where you want to be. So you have to have realistic goals and realistic what your pocketbook can afford. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, ha, have you seen... On the Real Housewives of New Jersey, I don't know if you watch it. Marge Senior, she's the she's um Margaret Joseph's mother. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Had like a she had like a major facelift, like with drains and like it was major surgery. She looks great. Yeah, for her age, she looks amazing. But you have to think that that facelift must have cost over thirty thousand dollars, probably. Oh, I don't know. And yeah. Who knows? I mean, with everything that goes, you know, so that's a lot of money. And like, and also, do you want to do that kind of elective surgery? It's yeah, it's scary. still surgery, by the way. It's still. I know, it's very scary. Yeah. And that's, that might have been another reason why they thought your mom couldn't do it. Like, maybe they thought she couldn't handle the surgery itself. Right, right, right. And so she was saying to me, oh, can't you get help me find a good non-invasive one? But the way her skin was and. Right. It just wasn't, wasn't feasible. Right. That's why that's why I always preach doing non-invasive things young, because you want to get to a point where you hopefully never need to do any cutting. Or when you do that, it's like less work, minimal, less traumatic. Right. On, you know, on you, because, you know, I know I think I've mentioned this before. I'm not opposed to getting a facelift eventually, but I've I've undergone some major surgeries. And the thought about going under the knife under anesthesia electively it's just not something i can even fathom right now the same i i feel the exact same i was going to do a tummy tuck a couple of years ago and i was like why would i put myself under that kind of duress with drains and it's real surgery oh yeah it is so i mean we don't know what kind of surgeries if any either of these bombshell 
breaking all the stereotypes Jennifer J-Lo, you know, and Shakira have done. We well, have no idea. I'm, I'm probably going to get in some trouble for this one, but um, okay, let's hear. Ooh, well, it's what we like. when Shakira came out on stage, <laughs> I didn't know it was her. Really? Yeah. Yeah, um, not that not so that, different. Not yeah, not that I agree with you. Not that I know like I'm not a huge Shakira. I, let's let me be honest. I can't say that I've looked at her more than probably five or six times in my life, you know. Um so I'm not sure I would have been able to pick her out of a lineup, but I thought when she came out I'm like that's Shakira. Like it wasn't until I heard her voice that I was like, "Oh my god, it's Shakira." <laughs> Right. She, so, her, her, yes. I think she, and other people I was watching, I was like at a party and other people were like, oh my God, she doesn't look the same. And it I wasn't me though. Agree I, with I, mean, you. I just didn't I know agree it was her. With you. See, I, 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 I'm more of like, I want to age more like JLo where like, she just looks like herself. Totally. She never, she's never really changed the essence of who she is. No, she just looks she just fantastic. She tweaked it. Yeah, she <laughs> Well, no, someone was being actually really mean. They're like, you, you should, they, they show that she airbrushes versus non-airbrushing. Listen, everyone is airbrushing. Everyone is fixing pictures. But I, I, she was on live TV. That was not airbrushed. Exactly. Exactly. She looked pretty but, damn good to me. Uh, uh, oh, 100%. And why are so women, I, why are women ripping other women apart? I know. I know. It's, this, this has really opened my eyes. To yeah, hasn't it? The way we. The way we, we get angry at other women. Shouldn't we be uplifting each other and supportive? Yes. I sp- like, look at us. Well, I mean, listen, even if Shakira looked different and whatever she, work she's done, she looks freaking amazing. Oh, yeah. Listen, I'm not. I, I, yeah. Whoever that was, she looked fantastic. <laughs> right. She did. She, she absolutely move, did. Yeah. And, but it was when I heard her voice. I was like, oh, that's Shakira. I'm like, oh, my God, that's Shakira. You know, but she looked great. Um, right. You know, I but. I, I didn't say that to like rip her up or rip her. I just didn't recognize her. Um, but I, I think that the bottom line really is why, why are we not supporting each other? Right. I think we have to, I think especially as we get older and if we all want to be age disruptors, we have to embrace all of us at whatever stage we're at in our beauty journey, in our anti-aging journey, in our empowerment journeys. Like we really need to Anytime that anyone says something negative about someone's look or someone's oh. surgery or lack of surgery, like we have to, like you said, you're, you're at an age right now where you're, where you're, where you're not judging anyone. No, I'm just no not. judgment. I, I'm not. I, I mean, I want, I want women to look their best and to fight the fight, but you've got to decide what that fight is for you. I'm just saying, don't give up, but right. Right. You know, right. That's like, don't, gonna... don't become like the 40 year old women who just are like, I'm going to kick back now and cut my hair because I can relax. Yeah, I mean, if that's yeah. what you want to do. Fine. But then don't get on JLo and Shakira. Exactly. For getting up there and looking amazing. Exactly. That's what we're all saying. Is that, and that and you know I'm what? wondering where that is coming from. It's coming from a place of judgment. It's coming from a place of possibly anger and disappointment in themselves. And that's the bigger issue. We have to come back to what I was saying originally, how you really have to put the work in. You have to work every, I mean, I'm going to be 47. I have to work every day at like watching what I'm eating, 
going to the gym, yeah. making sure that I'm doing everything that I can. But you're also like, doing it for your health. It's not even just the way you look. It's so you can oh, enjoy your life. Yeah, 100%. Right. Because if I want to be able, when my son wants to race me, I want to be able to race him. Yeah. If my son wants to do something with me, like he wants to play basketball with me. I want to be able to play basketball with him and not be huffing and puffing. And a couple of years ago, I couldn't. I was huffing and puffing on the court with him. And I was younger than I am now. See, and that th- that is amazing. And that right. is what women should grab onto. And that's what I think J-Lo represents. And Shakira. And Shakira. But I, I, I'm saying I'm saying J-Lo because she is seven years older, older than Shakira. Right. And I know. Let, let's see what she Let's see if Shakira can do those moves in seven years. Exactly. And she, maybe she can. <laughs> I'm hope to God she can. Um, right. And, you right. know, I hope to God that J-Lo is still doing them in seven years. And that in seven right. years, we're having a conversation that J-Lo at the you know age of 57 looks amazing and is like putting 30 year olds to shame. Like, right, right, right. And like you were saying, it's not just about we don't want this podcast or anything to just be about the surgery you should get or no. the, the way you should look. It's, it's about like feeling young inside. Feeling it's about growing healthy. younger. Right. It's about being healthy. Healthy. It's, there's, it, a whole, it, there's a whole bunch of ingredients that go into that. Into, right, and, and I, yeah, go into on. growing younger. And first it starts in, you know, up in your head. I mean, you've got to, you've got to convince yourself that you are worthy of doing everything you can to live the best life that you can. Right. Like you don't want to be, you don't want to say to yourself, oh, I'm a certain age. I'm just going to cut my hair and I can sit back and like, I'm not really that happy with the way I look. I'm not really that happy with the way I feel, but you know what? I'm older, so I'm not supposed to be happy anymore. I'm not supposed to, you know, I'm not supposed to be playing basketball anymore. I'm not supposed to be going pole dancing anymore. I'm not supposed to be at a Super Bowl, performing at a Super Bowl party. I call BS on all of that. Right. It's, it's, it's that, I think it's that philosophy that women of a certain age are not supposed to be doing any of these things. Well, but I think, but I think though that when other women vocalize things like that, they're being extremely judgmental. And I really do question where it's coming from. Right. You know, like putting other women down for, for choosing something different. Right. And And also for choosing to, to be healthy and to like rock and to and to do with it to to fulfill their you know their their passion right so but exactly and but I'm saying is is that we just need to stop judging each other and oh, projecting our fears and our insecurities and whatever else onto other people and we all have them even you know but it's whether you let them rule your life and I, I, yeah you that conversation that you have with yourself and you know I, to be perfectly honest, which I am as the day is long, is I've had this struggle myself and I've changed my way of thinking a lot in the last couple of years, a lot. Like what, what, like, what do you mean? Well, I was definitely, I saw things definitely more black and white. I was definitely more judgmental and I, but there was a lot going on in, in my life. And I had to think, you know, where is this coming from? And I, you know, through meditation and the other things that I do, I've definitely changed the way I look at. I'm a lot easier and kinder to myself and the way I think about myself and other people. And I think when you do that, then you start to project something different. Yeah, I think that it's really 
comes down to like, it's an inside job, happiness, yep. growing younger, yep. it's an inside job. And when you fix the inside for whatever that is for you, whatever demons you're fighting, uh, baggage from your childhood, the negative self-talk, yep. when you get rid of all of that, maybe then you have the strength to, to work on the outside. Exactly. But I also do think, I also do think that, you know, a push of doing something nice for yourself on the outside can also like give you incentive to work on the inside. So totally. you can do it really hand in hand. Totally. That's why I'm saying if you want to go buy yourself something new that makes you happy, uh, you know, whether that be a new lipstick or a new top or a pair of jeans, whatever it is. Right. And maybe like start a Botox fund because maybe start a Botox that fund. little bit of Botox is going to make you a little happier and maybe give you a little more incentive to do nicer things for yourself. It's treating yourself kindly. Totally. I got it just really funny. I start, let's see, I started getting Botox. Uh, oh, oh, God. In my 30s. Uh, that was smart. That was smart. Very well, smart. Well, no, I, and I didn't think, you know, I knew nothing about it. I was, you know, I, I didn't. And uh, I had gotten it and then I was getting married. And uh, I'm like, I have to have Botox before my wedding. So I literally started saving money. Like, I literally started a Botox fund for my wedding. <laughs> like, I wasn't going to have any. It's not, I didn't ask for a wedding gift or money or anything, but I'm saying, like, I started socking away some money to get Botox. What, what did you feel like you, where did you need it? Where'd you feel you needed it? Uh, oh, my forehead and you know, the 11 lines between your brows. Yes. The, the 11 and the bunny lines are really yeah. what are my biggest thing. Right. More than, more than the forehead. It's the 11 lines and the bunny lines. Well, and, and I'm telling you when you have that, when you look in the mirror and you look angry, you feel angry. Oh, you sure That's do. That's the truth. Yep. Like, and Noah, and even if, and even if you put foundation on that, those 11 lines, they still come the hell through. Oh, yeah, they do. Like, in fact, <laughs> it, they sink into the 11. Your, your foundation yes. sinks. Yes. So then you have like an even bigger crease you know, it's, of that 11 line. Well, it's funny because I have laugh lines and I'm cool with that. You know, I'm great because that means I'm laughing. And right. But they don't make you look young. They don't make you look old and angry. No, there's it's, definitely it's that, a difference. It's that 11 line that makes you look angry when you're not angry, but then you start feeling angry. Oh, wait, you know what? The other thing I wanted to bring up, just a total sideline, is that the other thing I've noticed you're saying, like, what did you have done then? Like, where did you have the Botox? It's funny how it changes as you get older. Right, and right. So, yeah. So what are you doing now? They don't want to. Well, it, uh, still the 11s, but the uh, my forehead now, you have to be careful because when you get older, you it could sink and it hoods your eyes. Oh, yes, yes. So I heard about that. It's just really interesting that as I've gotten older, the placement of where the Botox goes has changed. It's just I just something I wanted to bring up just to well, be aware no, of. Well, well, that's also why you really need to go to someone who who is an expert at it. Because if oh, you get sure. bad Botox and it ends up in the wrong place, <gasps> that's a big nightmare. Yeah, you've that's got a nightmare for you. Yeah. I mean, there are things you can. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good. And it can it can ruin your but life you, for a little yeah. while. Um, yes, but so you, know, you, you yeah, really have to make sure you go to an expert, you know, at, but, but you I know, think I, we've yeah. said I've jumped up and down about that a million times. Do not go for a low cost provider when it comes to that. Oh, don't do a Botox village, you know, buy one, get one free. Oh, don't yeah. Do that. I'm I, I've really said, like, watch out for Groupon specials. Oh, boy. Yes. 
Yes. Don't you do know. the Botox parties. Don't do any party where you're getting injected at someone's apartment. Oh, my God. And then also, it's really important, I think, I've, I think I said this on another podcast, too, that you make sure that that bottle of whatever you decide to have injected, that you see it in the packaging. And you I see mean, them take 100%. it out with the needle, the syringe. Um, but, you know, I've had people say to me, I can't believe you're injecting poison in your face. Do you realize what you're injecting into your face? So there are some people that really don't want to do Botox. They don't want to do any. I understand that. So what are you, I mean, have you, to be honest, and, and I wish that I didn't have to say this, but I've tried some extremely high end creams. I've tried low end creams. Yep. I have not found a cream that I can say has worked as well as injectables have. No. I haven't. I no. haven't. I mean, and I wish that I wish that I could say that I did. Well, I just don't think it's I possible. I mean, one's being put on top of your face and the other one's being injected into the skin. So, you know, I, I think that you can get some some results. I'm not going to lie. There are some products I think work fairly well at like lifting the skin a little bit. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's temporary, temporary and it's, like, and it's minim, minimal. Right. Uh, it's, it's like the Cinderella glass zipper, you know, exactly. it evaporates at midnight. Exactly. You wake up in the morning and then you're angry again. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'd rather see, and I, I realize some people don't want to inject things into their bodies and I, I get that, but just understand you're not going to get even close to the same results with a cream. Uh, you know, and if it's between using a cream and getting Botox and, you know, I've had so many women ask me like, what do you recommend that I can use topically? I'm like, get Botox, you know? <laughs> right, right. And, and like uh, we said before, you know, so the people are saying, well, it's too expensive. So instead of buying those 10 creams that yep. you're going to buy over the course of six months, you spend that money on a Botox session. And, and by the way, there were some great products you can get at the drugstore that I'm sorry are just as good, if not better than some of the really expensive stuff I've tried. And yeah, we do I, share I, these. Very, I'm not trying yeah. to shamelessly plug uh, our growing younger Facebook page, but we do share things like that in there. Cause I'm not going to, you know, this will get dated if I say like what I like right now. Right. But people should definitely join the group because yeah. we're always sharing what works and what doesn't. Exactly. Work. That's I, I don't want to mention them now because you know, somebody could be listening to this two years from now and it'll, there'll be something newer and better because that's uh, the other beauty of this industry is that thank God they're always trying to find something better. Right. Always that, that, yeah, that, that's it. They're always trying to find something better. And I feel like now with JLo really showing us what is possible for a woman of a certain age, AKA over 50, yep. that I feel like it's just going to blow it up. Yep. Like this she is, this, detonated this a bomb, be a, as I said. Yeah. She detonated a bomb. Like, this couldn't be a better time to like oh, try to grow younger. I love it. I do. And as I said, even though I, I thought the halftime show for me wasn't like, you know, my cup of tea musically, um, but never, they rarely are. Uh, it was phenomenal to see these two women go out there and slay and kill and get this conversation going. I love it. I agree with you 100%. Um, listen, guys, we, we want to know what you think. So please, you know, join our group. Let's talk, you, you know, and, oh, and also let us know what you thought of this remote uh, podcast, because yes. there was a little there were a little cra- couple of crazy things that happened while we were recording. So, yeah, we had some, we we'll had some glitches, kind of- but we're going to we're going <laughs> to nail this. It's I do think it's better when we're 
together because we can see each other's facial expressions and we look each other in the eye and sit across from each other and we talk and whatever. Right, right. But um, this this works on a pinch, I think. Yes. Let us know. It was a pinch. Yes. <laughs> okay, take um, care, everyone. Yes, thanks for listening, as always. We were nothing without you guys. Nothing. Okay, <laughs> take care, everyone. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye.